Welcome back, everybody. We are here for another weekly short from Grow the Bench, and this week I am speaking to Mr. Phil Harwood. Hi, Leslie. How's it going? Great. Good, good. I'm pretty excited about today's uh, topic. Me too. Uh, So if you don't mind, I'm going to just jump right in. Go for it. Um, One of the things that I learned early on in my education with Gallup surrounding workplace, vibrant work workplace cultures and what it is that that help people understand what's what's going on at work like how they see the workplace Um, there are catalysts for that mission and relationship are two very important ones and we were talking about relationship uh, last week but expectations is something that is so rarely addressed in a in a positive way and I love that your your blog this week focuses on expectations about what does work mean? What, mm-hmm. do, what does that mean? So let's jump in and talk about kind of what those trends look like and, yeah, what you're thinking. Well, I think it's a great question, too. What's the definition of work? And I think this is very relevant right now in our society as people are thinking about you know, some of the very basic questions that maybe we didn't ask before the pandemic, like, where should I work? Where is it acceptable to work? <clears throat> when should I work? And and really, this question really comes up in, in industries where people are working in the office or, you know, going to a facility and working, you know, in teams or working in a office environment at a desk at a cubicle, um, and obviously during the pandemic, you know, where people could, they were forced to work from home. Those offices were closed. Yeah. Um, and a that... lot of a lot of companies, uh, you know, it was mandated by the government. I mean, it was the shutdown, right? We were forced to close and go home, and people got used to working from home. It's and it's funny, isn't it? It's like some people really did not love that that idea at all. Oh, right. But how quickly things have changed to where that's kind of like something people want. Well, you know, I mean, there's so many different aspects of that we could talk about here. But what I want to focus on specifically is, you know, I think it exposed for so many different um, people in the workforce about um, what's really the essence of work. And what isn't the essence of work? So if you think of work, and this is really what I kind of get to in the blog uh, article this for this week, is you know if you're a type, if you're the type of person who thinks of work as being at work, well then, what goes along with that? Okay, if I'm at work, I'm working because I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not home, so I'm at work and I'm working. Okay, well. So I got I got to work, I punched in, I'm at work, I'm on the clock, I'm working. Well, not necessarily. Because yeah. if you're if you're not doing any if you're texting your friends, which is what one of the scenarios I talk about in the blog, well you're not working. You might be on the clock and you might be at work, but that's not work. Work is actually working, doing something that's linked to a goal or an outcome or some you know, initiative, some achievement, some accomplishment. So if we can, I think that's what, that's the essence of what I'm trying to get to in this blog is if 
that like the whole pandemic exposed that being at work isn't necessarily work and people can be way more productive maybe sometimes not being in their office or being stuck in their cubicle or being forced to go somewhere and sit in traffic or you know work from 8 to 5:30 or 6 like i i'm up early these days i've always i've always been up early i've always been an early riser you know walking around the neighborhood at 6:30 trying to figure out who who might be up <laughs> when my buddies didn't get out of bed till noon you know it drove me crazy well, yeah. Yeah, but, but I'm so productive at 5 a.m. I mean, if I worked somewhere where I couldn't punch in until 8, that's three hours of productivity my company would lose. Right. And and I mean, I almost wonder if, so your, your number one scenario, it's like, yes, the pandemic kind of opened this up a little bit more, but technology has too. I mean, the sure. fact that we used to be able to monitor um, personal phone calls at work, right? Because mm -hmm. you had a hardwired phone on your desk. Mm -hmm. Or it was coming into a warehouse, you know, if you got a call. It's a whole different world now that people have technology in their hands. And they don't even need to be talking to be yeah, communicating. Yeah, right. It's a text. It's a social media post. It's a... Yep you know, response to your, you know, your Tinder feed, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. all that, right? Yeah, but, and but how, so the point is, you know, even with that scenario, there's pros and cons to that. And there's a, there's a legitimate argument you can make that in today's work, today's universe, you have to let that stuff come into the workplace because people are, their lives are not separated like they used to be mm -hmm. into these distinct buckets where there's work and there's personal and there's friends and there's dating. Like it's all mushed together. So you kind of employers today, I think, have to accept some of that. But the point is, is you can accept all that. You can let people do whatever they want on their cell phones all day long if they're hitting their numbers and achieving the results that they need to achieve in their job. Because maybe they get up at 5 a.m. like me and they're super productive from 5 to 8. And now I don't feel bad taking 20 minutes to look at my news feed and read about whatever on LinkedIn. Cause, totally. Because cause I'm, I'm going to hit my numbers. And but who you're, cares? You're talking about um, an approach, though, that's very individualized, which, you know, you're singing my song. I've always been about that because in my world treating people like individuals is fair but there are leaders and there are people that feel like treating everybody the same is fair hmm. <laughs> right it's like mm -hmm. the outcome of fairness is approached in very different ways so how do you how do you approach this setting expectations that are are like that I think the to me the the key to all this is to look at work as try to define work as the outcome versus the input. Mm -hmm. I think wherever we can do that, I think we're going to be better off. Because if you're if you're looking at the how long someone was sitting at their desk, when they showed up to work, when they left, where they were, that, all those things probably have nothing to do with the outcome unless they're specifically working in a factory and your job is to stand in front of this machine and 
push buttons. Okay, well then obviously you need to be at the machine at a certain time because that's when the line's running. But there's so many jobs out there that don't qualify in that category. Absolutely. So I think just just the our mindset needs to be moved away from the the structure to the outcome. You know, I just heard the other day that there's here I'm here in Michigan in West Michigan, Grand Rapids, but on the other side of the state in Detroit, you know, there's there's a lot of auto executives and office workers that still haven't reported back to work and these companies now are starting to clamp down. And this is, you know, we've been reading about this in a, you know, in our feeds for the last yeah. ever since the pandemic started to wind down, you know, Elon Musk famously said everyone needs to come back to work and if you don't want to come back to work you can you can pretend to work from home for someone else <laughs> you know yeah which, and i'm not so sure i'm on board with that cuz no that's that's unfair because again, they're I, i'm like you i'm i'm very productive at home um i had the opportunity to work remotely way way before um the pandemic hit and found that because people aren't stopping by my office talking to me on and off all day long, I got so much more done mm -hmm. in a day. I was able to achieve more. Um, not everybody's like that. So um, I liked the fact that, that I was looked at as an individual. But you, you also kind of talk about another aspect here, you know, kind of what, what are the trends that are, are maybe – contributing to the difficulties that we're having right now um, outside of just that shift from the pandemic. Yeah, -pandemic I think time. I think there's some societal things happening that mm -hmm. are that are affecting yeah. uh, what's going on here, you know, and they're, and they're pretty significant. I, I just kind of breezed over them in the blog post. But, you know, there's obviously a trend toward um, and I hate to say it this way, but kind of the destruction of the nuclear family. That's absolutely that. Um, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, there's there's what, over half of all children born today in the U.S. are born out of wedlock. Mm -hmm. um, absent parenting, divorce. Mm -hmm. And then in the schools, schools aren't teaching basic skills anymore. They're teaching all kinds of other stuff. And they're not preparing people for... Mm -hmm for life and for working and so you don't have you don't have fathers involved you don't have teachers teaching basic skills so people are leaving the workforce leaving um school and entering the workforce completely unprepared and yeah, so all this key. burden shifts to the employer to do this remedial training and development it's it's really sad but that's where we're at right now yeah, I think that, and you know, there's a lot more to be said about that, but that's that's another whole subject, really. It's just a, a contributing factor to the difficulties that we're, we're facing in the workplace. Um, yeah. But again, it feeds in because... It does. If, if you don't have, if you don't know what work is and you don't have a work ethic that you've been taught or brought up mm -hmm. and it's been instilled in you, in a, then, then work really is being at work and being punched in on the clock and that's it for sure that's all and and if the employers are reinforcing that by all of their policies and all of their focus then that's just 
all the employees are doing is setting up a big babysitting system. Yeah. And I mean, which isn't smart. Th- this is going to come around again to people in leadership, knowing who their people are, understanding how they work best, where they work best, and setting expectations with them about what um, not only being at work looks like, but hitting expectations look like. I mean, mm-hmm. having those clearly defined expectations is, is a, gives people a sense of security. It's just like kids want to know the rules. Workers want to know the rules too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if, if employers understand who people are, they're concerned about their people for more than just what they produce, but how they produce it too. Mm-hmm. It will it will develop people in the workplace that um, begin to like where they work and be loyal to that and change jobs less frequently mm-hmm. if they're given the opportunity to have a goal and and meet it in a way that that works for them. So. I agree, a hundred percent. Yep, totally so, legitimate. So let the expectation be the output and the result not the input and all the you know nuances that go into that absolutely i think you know at the end of the day the question that you're asking is do do you know what work really means to you as an employer and have you communicated that clearly to the people that are working for you and if you haven't think about that and try to put that together in a way that will promote um, a better work culture and a better work result for you and for your people. So I think we nailed it. Yeah. Phil, I think this is a great, um, question to be asking and we encourage everyone to definitely log on and read the blog. And then, uh, if you have some questions or some feedback, let us know because this is a conversation worth having. Please do. So, Yeah. Thanks so much, Phil. And thank Thank you you to everybody for listening. Have a great day and a great week. And we'll be talking to you next week.